Welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who put the fine in fine woodworking. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 245 for May 22nd, 2015. It's a weekend edition of Wood Talk, and this time we're talking about transporting lumber. And this came in from a question from a, a dude named Vinny in New Jersey. Anybody want to read cousin, this? Vinny? Yeah, my, your cousin Vinny from New Jersey. Anyone want to read this with a terrible New Jersey accent? Um, that would be you. You're the only one from New Jersey. This is what you call a central Jersey accent, which is really isn't an accent. So uh, I have well, a couple We all know words. that if I tried to do it, I would last two words with an accent, and then i just go right into my own. You would sound Australian be- or something. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Somehow I went from Jersey to Australia. All right. Well, Vinny says, I've got a question uh, about what might possibly be the most expensive, but least talked about woodworking tool. A truck or van or some way to get lumber from its source to its destination. Our family of four currently owns a Prius, which can fit a large bag of toothpicks if I take all the car seats out. I know I can get lumber delivered, but getting a bunch of pine delivered seems silly when I'm 30 minutes away from my local lumber yard, and I just want a couple of 10-foot boards. How do you guys transport your lumber? So, kind of an interesting question, and something that no no doubt when you get into this hobby at some point, you're going to walk away thinking, well, wait a minute, I've got to get boards to my shop. It's one thing to, to get all these tools and to learn stuff from these videos online, but now how do I actually physically get the crap to my house if I don't have a truck? Uh, so, let's go around the table here. I have a truck <laughs> because I'm a woodworker, <laughs> and eventually, you kind of just do that. Um, I've always had a pickup truck. Uh, there was a, I had a short period of time where I had a car because I thought it would get chicks and, uh, it didn't work. I actually, I, I met, uh, well, I got Nicole, but she, you know what the, <laughs> did you guys hear that? <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. That was totally <laughs> called out. Was that perfect? Uh, but so, so now I got to know what was the car? What, what was it that, that won you, Nicole? Was it actually the car? Was it a 78 Chevette? It, it, it was wasn't, a it, it, was it a wasn't gremlin, even that wasn't. great of a car. It was a, uh, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Oh, but it was a new one oh. and it was beautiful. It was really, really nice. And I she was all looked at that and said, you know what? There's a guy with a head on his shoulders. She actually said, you know what? There's a guy that I used to know that uh, drove one of those and he was a complete jerk. And <laughs> she like, let me know that she was absolutely not even remotely impressed by my car. <laughs> and she made that perfectly clear to me early on. So, so, and then she said, it has to be your personality. Yes, it must be. So from that point on, I was like, you know what? Let me go back to a pickup truck because that's what I know best. And this was even before being a woodworker. I just always liked having uh, a truck to be able to transport stuff. And, and, you know, when you need to move, you got a place to put things. So I've always had a pickup. And uh, now I currently also have a pickup. And I've got a, a Dodge Ram. And because I am thinking in, I'm thinking about the long game here, I got a uh, truck that has the ability to, what is it, a crew cab or not not just an extended cab, but the, the, the real big cab because I figure at some point I'm going to have kids running around in the back and we'll be going on road trips and whatnot and I'll need to be able to bring stuff with me. So um, it was kind of a future thinking thing, but the, the downfall to that is I actually have the shorter bed. So I do have some issues with really long boards that gets a little bit dicey balancing those out the back of the truck. Um, but for the most part, plywood, eight foot boards, no problem hauling them in the back of the truck. Uh, so you know what? I don't even know what you guys drive. Uh, Matt, you go first. Uh, well, currently I have a sedan uh, and this is a step up, which it's a little bit longer. So I can actually, when I open the trunk and I put down the back seats, uh, eight, four, eight, eight foot boards, 
fit within the whole entire length of the uh, the car. Wow. Of course, they are up on my dashboard, which makes it difficult to shift because the shifter is right there in the center. Um, <laughs> but prior to that, I had a tracker, which I could comfortably put six foot foot long boards for, uh, doing something very similar by putting the seats down. So I have never really had anything that works really well. Sam did have a minivan that occasionally she would let me use when she was sleeping and not aware that I took the car. Um, I could get longer boards in that. Uh, but yeah, I have never had a truck, even though I've wanted one. But every time I've been looking at one, somebody else goes, no. <laughs> Dude, you mentioned minivans. Some of these yes. minivans fit a four by eight sheet of plywood flat. Oh, yes. Yeah. The seats that fold like into the floor and stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. just mm-hmm. looking into it recently because we were looking at minivans. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like that. That's fantastic. That's a great compromise yeah. for some families. I, I actually rented one of those to go to Maine last year because I built that table in oh, Maine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to be able to get an entire dining room table that was already glued together into one piece into the back. Jeez. Um, and then I also had to have room to transport a 130-pound dog um, and his bed and all of his stuff. See, that's my kid. He has just as much stuff <laughs> right? you know, that, that goes with him. Um, and, and that was pretty cool. You know, as much as you're like, it's a minivan, it's emasculating. They're cool. No, <laughs> got, I love They've got bells I and whistles and cool stuff. Yeah, never <laughs> underestimate a well-equipped minivan. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We were in Florida. We had one of those Odysseys. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty awesome, uh, but it's still a minivan. Uh, right. So, Shannon, what about you? Um, I have um, I have a well, technically, my car is a Honda Accord, which has the little pass through thing into the trunk. Like it, um, you can open the little hole from the trunk, the into little hidey the hole, armrest in the back, and I can nice. fit an eight foot board. Um, but it does kind of get in the way of the T handle shifter, <laughs> which yes. is kind of a problem. <laughs> right, right. So, um, my my wife has a. Toyota Matrix hatchback. Um, and that's kind of become my car because I've got a shorter commute now and that car's older. And that thing, I can put a nine foot board in uh, because the front seat actually folds down completely flat. It's funny because it's a 2004. And I guess back then they thought it would be a good idea um, to be able to fold the passenger seat down flat. And there's like this little molded plastic kind of uh, depression in the back. It's the perfect place to set up a laptop. You know, and it's like, you know, in today's day and age where now people have the ability to like text and watch videos in their handheld and it's like a total epidemic of traffic accidents. Right. Yeah. Back then in 2004, it was considered a feature to be able to, <laughs> to drop the seat flat to be able to set up your laptop. This there. gives the driver the best view of his computer screen. That's exactly, <laughs> if you go back and look at the literature of the 2004 Matrix, that's exactly what they were saying. That's great. I mean, it's actually perfectly sized to drop a laptop in there in the little recess so oh, it doesn't man. shift around that's while funny. you're driving. I so, think they were just but, trying to thin out the herd of who is potentially they're going to be buying their vehicles. <laughs> right. There you go. So if you put the back seats down and you lower that front seat, everything's on the same level. So I've actually got a nine foot expanse that I can slide boards in. If I want to like tilt them up onto the dash, like on top of the airbag, so they go actually up to the 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 uh, windshield, you could actually get probably nine and a half feet in there, just as long as you make sure you kind of wrap a towel around it so you don't scratch up the dash. Right. So I can actually get a lot in there um but only on that one side of the car on the driver's side i can fit a six foot board in there without a problem right so it's pretty nice um you know that i've never really had an issue where i've had so much lumber i mean i put 120 board feet of cherry in that car at one point so wow it does all right i think i saw a picture of you on the internet 
the one with the crushed, the one that's crushed under the panels. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a lot of OSB, too. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, all right, so the reality is a lot of people don't have the perfect situation. Out of the three of us, I'm probably the one who has the most convenient uh, option out there. So even in your situations, you guys probably have to do things to get boards that were not meant and things that were not meant to go in your vehicles, somehow get them in there. So let's talk about some of these alternative options and ways you can get around it. The well, one, you know, one thing he says in here, he owns a Prius. Yeah. I have a customer that buys from me regularly who owns a Prius. Hmm. I think he's selling his Prius short. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this, this guy put 80 board feet of lumber in his Prius the other day. And it wasn't like like those pictures you see on the internet of yeah. like the guy on the motorcycle with the sheet of plywood tied to his back. It wasn't like that. Um, it was the same type of thing. Once he puts the back seat down, you'd be surprised what you can fit in there. Well, and I'll tell you so, what, it sucks to move and put back car seats. Oh like God, I yeah. understand uh, like lumber trips true. don't that's happen true. all the time. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do, Vinny. But I totally sympathize with him. I've only got one car seat right now and I dread taking that thing out because I'm paranoid putting it back in. It's got to be in perfect. And I usually throw out like my back or my shoulder as I'm like really putting everything I've got into getting it in properly. Um, so taking them out and putting them back in is no small feat. <laughs> yes. so, point. He does say a family of four, so he might have two of them back there. Yes. Yeah. So I totally sympathize with that. Uh, all right. So alternatives, um, of course, the one that comes to mind for me is if you at least can get some stuff in your vehicle and that's kind of what you guys both described, um, you should probably, Probably bring a saw with you, right? Whether it's yeah. a handsaw or uh, even a cordless battery-powered jigsaw is a mm. good option just to get the length down. Uh, is that you, either of you do that? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I I remember like pulling up to like a, a lumber yard and doing that, and they stood in the door and just stared at me like, "What? What is that guy doing?" <laughs> you were using a handsaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. You get the greatest looks from the lumberyard guys. And of course, now I work at a lumberyard, so I get harassed pretty heavily when I pull out the saw. And for like weeks afterwards, hey, what's up, man? You know, but I bought one of those um, hard point saws, uh, like the, the cheapo Stanley thing you can buy at Lowe's. And it just mm-hmm. stays in the back of my car. Yeah, it tears up the woods. Great. Yeah, that's a good idea. But he does say that, you know, if I want a couple of 10 foot boards, well, are you building something that requires 10 feet long? Yeah. Because most of the time, you you can cut it down. Now, you have to be careful. I can I can tell you I've been bitten by that because you're like, oh, just cut everything in half, you know, a bunch of four foot pieces. And then you get home and you're working on a project that is a 36 inch long piece. Okay, great. You get it out. And I need a 36 inch piece and I need a 15 inch piece. Don't, you know, (laughs) suddenly you've got this 12 inch off cut that is completely useless. Yes. And that that kills me, especially when it's yeah. a really nice lumber that's figured. And uh, yeah, you, you know just, what? Just think ahead a little bit. I've I've done that too, right. but it's only been when I've had them cut the wood for me for whatever right. reason, and that's when I'm like in a pinch. I'm not thinking properly. But when you're in the parking lot, you've got your board sitting there. You should have an idea of what you know what lengths you need and what's a safe number. And then you know, take out a tape measure, make some rough marks, and make your cuts. Take your time with it. You're not in any rush. Um, you know, you could avoid that stuff pretty easily. Yeah, it only has to happen to you once before yeah. you don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the best lessons, uh, the way you learn them. Uh, all right, so bring a saw, obviously. Um, some, let's see, another obvious one to some people might be just, what about like mail order? Now, he mentioned local delivery. That might be a little bit tricky because some places may not, either they're going to charge a ridiculous fee to deliver or they may not offer delivery unless you have a certain order quantity. But right. these days, 
Uh, Shannon, you work at a place that does a lot of mail order. I've got a place locally that does it. Bell Forest does a lot of local or a lot of uh, deliveries um, to all over the, the country and Canada. So is that a much more viable way to receive your lumber these days is mail order? It's it's pretty strong. I've been trying to kind of run some numbers and get a good general idea. It's just so hard to uh, coast to coast. But I hear from people all day long that are like, you know, my nearest lumber yard is three hours away. Um, but I don't want to pay the shipping costs. And it's yeah. like, do the math, man. It's actually not that bad. No. Um, I'm continually surprised. Now, obviously, typical UPS shipping, you have some pretty severe limits on weight and size. You can't ship anything longer than about eight feet anyway without paying massive surcharges. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, I, t- I just had a guy who ordered, um, I guess, about 80 board feet of cherry. And this was going to Utah somewhere so pretty far you know good 2500 miles and i want to say the total shipping was like 68 dollars you know Um, the funny thing about that is tank of gas basically (laughs) yeah exactly the the, we do have a a lumber yard here in michigan that deliver i mentioned these this previous i've mentioned them a couple times that that they deliver like in a regional areas. Like on Tuesday, it's going to be West Michigan. On, on Thursday, it's going to be this area. And that's pretty much what they charge also. And they'll deliver pretty much uh, – actually, they'll go like even like 10 board feet or something. Wow. You'll just pay you know that, that surcharge. So obviously, if you do buy more, it pays off a little bit, a little bit better for you. But that – if I were to actually – borrow somebody's truck or something like that, which maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But by the time I pay for gas and everything else, dude, I I just paid for it. Well, and it's like to your door delivery. I mean, I know going to pick out lumber once I'm there and I'm looking through the boards, there's some enjoyment uh, in that process and the advantage of being able to sort through the boards and look for the perfect grain. Uh, But a lot of times it's like, I got to gear up mentally to go out and do a whole lumber trip. And then I got to carry it back. It's like (laughs) just one of those chores uh, about woodworking. So sometimes it is nice, especially if it's a project where you don't need absolute grain direction perfection on the piece. It's just nice to be like, oh, UPS guy is here. I'm in the middle of recording Wood Talk. I'll be right with you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing because I hear that a lot about, well, I really want to pick it out myself. And it's like you get to a point where you feel pretty comfortable about the takeoff that you've done and you know that you've got enough extra that you can figure out the grain and color match like yeah. on your own workbench right. back in the shop under nice lighting and you know, no grizzly lumber guy looking over your shoulder that how much does that picking it out in the store really do for you? I mean, maybe it's, it's my lumber yards, but I don't feel that utter freedom to just kind of tear apart the stack and pick through I don't 300 either. boards and put a bunch of lumber crayon that's marks on the I, boards. That's why I buy like double because I'd rather pay right. a little more <laughs> and do this process in the luxury of my own shop. Right. Yep. I mean, I'm generally rounding up, you know, oh, I'll just throw another board in there, you right. know, and it's people are like, well, well, you know, made out of money. You know, we don't have the uh, what was it? The money whisperer. We don't have money whisperer. That's money. what they call me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you break it down by the board foot, you know, most per board, unless you're buying really wide lumber, you're talking four board feet per board, you know, three board feet per board. So it's an extra 30 bucks for walnut, you know, maybe um, it's. Yeah, it adds up, but if you really just add another board on, it saves you so much trouble in the long mm-hmm. run. Well, and the leftovers, and, it's not like you're going to throw them in the garbage. No, yeah. You'll I mean, be using them again That in the is my lumber shed. When I look at all the lumber that's in my lumber shed, it's because I bought extra. Yeah. 
You know, it's not like very few. I'm not going to say it's entirely impulse free, but very few of the boards out there are the result of impulse buying. But, oh, I got to have that or buying without a project in mind. Right. It's extra stuff that I've accumulated over the last 10 plus years, you know? Yeah. All right. So this may be the extreme in the alternatives, but what about renting a vehicle? Oh, yeah. Mm, yep. Now, what I, I haven't rented a vehicle since I like moved to Arizona. So what? What's it cost? I know Home Depot has those trucks that you could rent and... Yeah, they're like $20, $30, I think. Like for, an hour or a day or what's the deal? I think it's hourly. Um, so that can be a problem, obviously. Like my, like Hearn Hardwoods for me is a 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. away. So obviously that won't work. Um, but it's a it's an option, you know? Certainly, um, yeah. I guess but, yeah. you're getting a big enough, you know, supply and you do want to check all the boards and you don't want to have it delivered... It's probably going to cost about what it would take to ship something like that in, it sounds like. Maybe less. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, when I do it, it's because I need plywood. And yeah. there's just no other way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Four by eight sheets got to go somewhere. So. See, now, plywood would be a great thing to have delivered. Yeah. Like, to not oh, have to yeah. deal with it at all. Like, show up at my door, <laughs> drop it in front of my shop. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. I've had that happen, and it is amazing when it does. Oh, my gosh, that is so much fun just to come home and go, wow, not a single sliver or me breaking a sweat. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> well, cool. All right, so if you have any suggestions, ideas, or a story about how you transport your lumber, maybe some more ideas for uh, our buddy, our cousin Vinny over in New Jersey, Definitely leave that in the show notes for this one uh, on the Wood Talk Show website. And Matt, how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here. All right. Hey, folks, if you have a comment, question, suggestion, there's definitely different ways that you can get a hold of us. And you should probably listen to a different show because I'm not going to tell you now. You should already know this. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you anyways. You can leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. Or call, call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com. Or you can leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. Wonderful. Well, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.